Welcome to the MJV Ministries podcast, where we focus on building your faith and stirring up your passion to win souls. Take a moment to subscribe so you can stay updated with everything we do. Now here's your host, Evangelist Mike Vitalich. Let's give it up for what Jesus did today in everyone's life. Amen. Setting people free, giving people hope, reaching the lost at any cost. Amen. You can be seated. I'm so excited to be ministering tonight. I'm so excited to hear these testimonies and to see, I mean, just, it's so amazing because I see like what he, what he did in my life. He's doing it in everyone here. And, and it even like takes me back because, you know, before I really got like on fire for the Lord, I was so timid. I was, I was shy. I wouldn't look people in the eyes when they would talk to me. And then I just had that encounter with God, and I was so, ch- like, changed. Like, when I went back home to visit family, they were like, what happened to you? <laughs> like, people are like, you don't seem the same. And it's like that fear of man broke off of me. And, and, it, and, I, and I relate. Like, when the first person I ever led to the Lord, man, I was, like, shaking. I thought I was going to throw up. I was like, this is, I was sweating. I was like, this is so, and it. You know, and he was the, he was such a cool, like, older gentleman, just, you know, I don't, we were at a Walmart, and, and, and I always thought, like, because I didn't start leading people to the Lord till I was uh, almost 20, and so it was something very new to me, and I thought, like, I had memorized the script, uh, I had had the script memorized maybe six months before I ever, like, used it. Like, I just knew it, and, and it was in me, but it, I didn't have, like, that revelation of, I can do this. Like, I, I could lead people. I saw myself leading people to the Lord, but I had never done it. And, and then I thought, you know, the first person I ever lead to the Lord, they're going to cuss me out because it's going to, like, challenge me. Like, you know, it's gonna, I'm going to be tested to see how serious I am. And, and the first person I ever led to the Lord, um, I, I just, I, I got out of a, a revival meeting one night and I determined in my heart, you know, I'm not going to be scared of, of people anymore, especially if I'm called to the ministry. Uh, I can't be scared of people. So I was like, well, I'm going to face this head on. And I said, I'm going to go to a parking lot and I'm not going to leave until I've led one person to the Lord. And I set my own soul goal. And, and, and so I went by myself at like 10 p.m. At, in a Walmart parking lot, which I would never suggest uh, ever again, especially here in Houston. And uh, I, let me tell you, it was, it was something, but I was just like so, I was like, I got to do this. I got to do this. So I went and I, and I didn't feel like, you know, there's no one outside. So I was like, I'm going to go inside. And, and I was like walking around. And then I come, I'm like, Lord, just lead me, Lord, lead me. And I'm like being led. I'm like, Lord, lead me. And I'm going down like the ice cream aisle and there's like this big dude. And I'm like, not there, Lord, don't lead me there, Lord, lead me somewhere else, Lord. And, and, and so there's like these, other, these intimidating people and I'm just like, you know, making my way. I'm like, you know, back in the, the shoe section, uh, like the men's shoe section back in Walmart. So, you know, the employees are like watching me. They're like, you know, what are you doing? It's. Uh, it looked sketchy, and, and I heard someone back there, and I come around, and uh, there's an older gentleman, probably like 65. He was wor- looking at for work boots, and I was like, okay. You know, he seems approachable, so I go up to him, and I'm like, hey, how are you tonight? And, 
And he's like, I'm doing good, just waiting on the bus. And I said, uh, that's great. Uh, has any, uh, has, uh, has, uh, uh, and it was just like that. It was, just, uh, 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 you know, like I almost to the point where he was like, ma'am, are you okay? You know, like he could have, you know, <laughs> I need to call somebody. But I was like, hey, has, has anyone ever told you that God loves you and has a, an, a wonderful plan for your, your life? And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, I hear that all the time. And I'm like, great. Okay. Um, uh, if you were to die today, you know, like, I, it's just, it's that learning curve. It's that learning curve. And, and I knew it, but it was like putting it into work that, that really took, uh, the stepping out. And, and he let, I mean, I prayed for him and then I led him through the prayer and he gave his life to the Lord. And, and it was like, just, it broke off me that from that night, because it's like, okay, I already did it once. Like, you know, and so, and, and, and so from that, you know, just going on and, and leading uh, people to the Lord, it's been such a, a joy. And it's something that, you know, we always want to duplicate ourselves to other people because I see like, okay, God did it for me. Like he'll do it for other people. He'll do it for you. He'll do it for your family. He'll do it for your kids. He'll do it for your parents. Like, like whatever it is that you desire from God, he will give it to you because he put that desire in you. And so as I was getting ready uh, to, tonight to, to give the word, um, we were talking about we were going to share testimonies of soul winning. And there was a church that we went to uh, last year, and this was one of my favorite soul winning testimonies. And so I pulled the video, and I wanted to show it and share it with you guys because I feel like after today, we can all relate. And so uh, if you have that testimony video, we'll, we'll watch that. So um, before we went out, I set a goal for three, and then I came here earlier this morning, and I got pretty nervous, and I wanted to change it to one, but I was like, I'm going to keep three. I'm going to keep three. So, like, almost everybody at the church went to Vista View Park. So uh, we went to Cali Coffee instead, and as we pulled up, there was this guy by his car talking to someone, and Pastor Francis told me, just go. And I was like, me? I was like, He's like, just go. And I was like, someone is coming with me. So Makai came with me, which I'm very thankful for. So he came with me and we went up and we started talking to him. And he was like, oh, somebody just came here from your church and gave us a flyer. I'm like, praise the Lord. I'm like, and then he says, uh, he told us just, he was like very approachable and he looked scary. I don't know about tall pe people taller than me, but they scare me. I don't know. It's just, so... <laughs> Yeah. So after we talked to him, he was just like so welcoming and engaging. It like it put like my fears aside. So then we went to some town center, whatever, shopping place. What? The tower something. So the tower shops. Yeah. And then so we just started walking around the stores. And the first person I went to, I started talking to him. He was like, yeah, I have Jesus in my heart. I've been saved for a while. I was like, today's going great. I was like, two people already accepted. So then, you know, I just started going around from people to people. And then there was just one guy who was smoking through, looking at a window, just smoking. And I saw him all alone. So I was like, I'm going to go get him. So I walked up to him and I'm like, how you doing? He turns around and blows a puff of smoke in my face. <laughs> And I'm like, can I ask you a question? 
but he was so respectful. He was like, oh, I'm smoking. Are you okay with that? He's like, I can like put it or throw it away so I can talk to you. And I said, no, you're fine. And I talked to him and I asked him, has any, has anybody ever told you God loves you? And he grew up in church. So he said, yeah, I know that. And I asked him, if you die today, are you going to go to heaven? And he said, yeah, I'll go. And I asked why. He said, because the Bible says you have to have the faith of a mustard seed. And I have the faith of 15 watermelons. That's what he told me. And um, I looked at my script and I was like. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to like pray over you because I was so confused. <laughs> And then he tells me I would never turn down prayer. So me and Gracie prayed for him and he accepted it. And then we just started, went to someone else. And there was one guy, I was with Miss Ruthie at this time. And uh, I asked him if I could ask him a question. And he said, about what? And I said, God. And then I showed him the script and he was reading it. And then he said, I don't speak English. And I said, well, she said, I don't, he said, I only speak Spanish. I said, well, Pastor Pastor Francis speaks Spanish, talked to her. And then turns out he was a a pastor's kid and he just wanted to say thank you because he said I was doing like his job and he's not doing it. But it was just, it was, I thought it was going to be hard. The first two people, you know, they really like ease me up because they're, they're people. It doesn't matter what they look like, if they're tall or not people so hallelujah (laughs) so that I mean that's one of my before today that was one of my favorite um soul winning testimonies because it's it's just I mean when you catch it it's like you see people the way God sees them they're people and and God will put people in your path that you will be able to reach and minister you know it could be a a wayward kid of a, a, a pastor's kid or, or someone who's been praying for their grandson to come to the Lord or someone's father, someone's mother, you know, when you start having that heart for people, it's like God will, God will reward you. He'll put people in your path. He'll trust you with, the, with, you know, cause that's, that's been my prayer. Like, Lord, I, whoever you send in my path, father, I will do what I can do, which is witness, which is present you, which is give them an opportunity to receive you. So Lord, like I pray that you trust me, that you could send people to me, and that I'll and I do it, and and that was one of the biggest things that became the cry in my heart because I was so tired of just walking past people, I was so tired of just like living my life and and not like engaging, right? It's like we get so focused on okay, well I need to go to the store, and then I need to go here, and then I gotta go uh, to the post office, and you know you see so many people at the coffee shop the cafe, the restaurant. And it's like, you know, when you have your heart set on, on reaching the lost, it's like, it does something for you because you don't just go to your favorite restaurant anymore without telling the waiter that God loves them. And you don't go to like your favorite coffee shop without sharing with someone there that God loves them. And it's like, you know, it's, it's just opening up your heart to, to really receive that boldness because it comes by faith. You know, like there's still times where like my flesh doesn't want to talk to people. And it's like, I, I recognize it now and I like snap out of it. Like there's times like I walk away and, and my husband shared that last night, like, like we'll be walking away and then I'll just go, hey, real quick, you know, and that happened last night because like we came back from our hotel and we were checking out uh, some drinks and, and snacks or whatever. 
to take up to the room. And this lady came out and I was just like, like I felt it. And, and you, you feel it because you get sensitive to it. And, and the Lord's like, you know, talk to her. And I was like, thank you so much. And then I'm walking away. And then I was like, hmm, hey, real quick, <laughs> has anyone ever told you? Because why? Like, like you, your flesh always wants to try to like override your spirit. But it's like when you're led by the spirit, it doesn't matter what your flesh feels. It doesn't matter if you feel scared. It doesn't matter if you don't know what to say. It doesn't matter. And, and I told my husband, well, we, you know, so we're talking and, and um, she, you know, tells me, yeah, I, I'm, I believe I'm going to heaven. And, and I just say, okay, great. Well, I'm, I want to say a prayer over you. And then in that prayer, I just said, you know what, if you would just like to make sure, because I, I felt the check and I said, you know, while I'm praying over, I'm like, if you would just like to make sure, say this prayer with me with your heart and lips, and she said the prayer, and then I told her, I was like, God has a plan for you, you could, and, and then I just started ministering to her, I was like, God will give you wisdom, you know, I just started to flow, and then when we walked uh, into the elevator, I was like, I refuse to get rusty, <laughs> I refuse to, to bow to my flesh, I refuse to let myself get comfortable, I refuse, because it's, it's our, it's, it's really our life, like, I'm not saying that to boast, but to boast in God is that it's really become, like, like we live it out. Like we don't just tell other people or or whatever. Like we've been through it. You know, we've been rejected at the at the parking lot. We've been uh, uh, cussed out in some areas. You know, we've been. But what is that? It's just a demon manifesting. Like I'm like, you know, we have authority over that. Why am I going to be scared of that? And it was something like, uh, you know, that I just realized. And and my mom actually, she's I don't know if she's watching. She's not as faithful as Mike's mom. But um, she, oh, she is watching, yeah. She is a great mother. Um, she raised me with the fear of God. She's a pastor, and uh, she's, she's, uh, I love you, Mom. Uh, amazing. And so she actually sh uh, uh, taught me this one time, and the only reason I give her credit is because uh, I never gave her credit, and she called me one day and said, I'm the one who taught you that, and so if you don't start giving credit, where credit is due, I will find you. And uh, so, uh, but she showed me, it's just like when when you're in a group setting or maybe if you're younger, you're in a classroom, college or at work or something and you pull out like a pack of gum at church. Everyone just picture yourself in church and you pull out that pack of gum and your whole row just kind of looks at you. You know what that feels like? And then you start like offering, would you like a piece of gum? Would you like a piece of gum? Would you like a piece of gum? And then, like, you get to that person, and they have, like, a mint in their mouth. They're like, no, no, thank you. I don't want any gum. And then you just keep on, all right, would you like a piece of gum? And she showed me that they, they didn't reject me. They just rejected the gum I was offering. And she said, and soul winning is the same way. It's like, you're just offering it. And so when people reject you, they're not rejecting you. They're just rejecting what you're offering. They just don't want what you're giving them. And so it's like, and the same feeling, like, like if someone said, no, I don't want your piece of gum, you don't drive home from church crying and like, oh, I feel so abandoned and I'm so heartbroken, you know, like you don't, you don't think about it, right? And so like, I just, you just kind of train yourself like, you know, who cares? Who cares if they don't want it? Like, like, of course we want them to want it, but it's like, who cares if one person tells me no, it doesn't stop me from going to the next person. You know, who cares if one person drove off before I could chase them down. It doesn't matter. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, who cares? Like, I'm just going to go on to the next person. And, and it's like, you just get into that habit and then you'll find people who are pastors, kids saying like, man, you're doing what I should be doing. And, and you know, you'll find people who say, 
you know what, my brother's been praying for me to, to, to receive Jesus. And, and you'll like be that answer to prayer. And that's what I want to talk about tonight and talk about your calling. Talk about what it is that God's given you to do. And because all of us here, whether you're called to business, whether you're called to ministry, it, it doesn't matter. Like God's given us this mandate to reach the lost. God's given us this mandate to fulfill his will here on earth, on earth as it is in heaven. And so, you know, you could do that in the business realm. You can do that in ministry. You could do that as a stay-at-home mom. You can do that as uh, just being a loving neighbor to somebody. You know, you can, you can fulfill what it is that God's called you to do, what God's given you the gift to do because he's placed in us callings and giftings and you might have a different gifting that I don't have. You might have a way to talk to people that I don't have, you know. You might have a, a gift or a talent that can be used for the kingdom of God that I don't have. Let me tell you, if any of you know how to work Excel, you already have a gift I don't have, okay? Because, like, you know, God, God might have gifted me in video editing, but I have no idea about Excel spreadsheets. So you understand, but... But it's like, that's kind of how the body of Christ works. It's like, you bring your gift to the table. I bring my gift to the table. He brings his gift to the table. She brings her gift to the table. And it's like, that's what the church is made of. And so that's what it is that, that God is, has called us to do. And so I wanted to talk about the call of God on your life. So if you have your Bible, turn to Matthew 25. We're going to start there tonight. And starting in verse 14, and the Lord had dropped this uh, in my spirit today when I was asking him what he would have me to minister on tonight, and I'm excited because it ties in with soul winning. Like, I thought it was just for the call of God on our lives, but, but it, it ties in with going after his kingdom, and fulfilling his will here on earth. So Matthew 25, verse 14, it says, Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last dividing it in proportion to their abilities, say their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money he had earned and earned five more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver, I'm sorry, verse 17, the servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account for how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more bags and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling. Say faithful in handling. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you more 
many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Say many more. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money. Now I just picture him. I was just so afraid. I was so afraid. Say excuses. I was afraid I would lose your money. So I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. Money back guarantee right there. Here is your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops and didn't, I didn't plant, and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I would have gotten some interest on it. He then ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So when the Lord said, I want you to talk about that, I was like, really? You want, you know, so if you don't, you know, you say that's deep, take it up with the Lord. But anyway, this struck me because it's, it's so true even in what even in what God's given you to do your purpose here on earth. And many times people make those excuses. Well, master, I was afraid. Well, master, I didn't have uh, enough resources. Well, you know what? I didn't have a car. Oh, you know what? I I just the the job I I couldn't hold it down. Oh, you know, I I didn't I didn't know how to do it. You know, we 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 come up with these excuses. The Lord says, hey, I want you to start something. I want you to start a business. Well, I don't know how to do it. And that's, and that, I mean, just like anything in life, you got to learn. You got to search it out. You got to find, where do I start? You got to find, how do I open a bank account? You got to find, how do I drive a car? You got to, you know, like there's things in life that we're just not born with the knowledge of, but we have to seek it out. And many times, God will tell us to do something, start a ministry. Well, Lord, I don't know how. Well, that's what, you know, that's what finding out does. It shows you. You ask someone, hey, how did you do this? Hey, where did you get that from? Hey, how did you start that? And you start with what you have. You know, when my husband and I started in ministry, we didn't have anything. <laughs> like, we didn't have, like, any resources for uh, video or uh, any idea really about running social media. We didn't understand about how to make a podcast. We didn't know uh, what's the proper way to present ourselves, you know, but we found all of that stuff out. We started just recording our, on our phone. We started just 
using the voice memo. Lord tells you to start a podcast. You're using the voice memo because why? It's what you have. You're using the little that you have and you're showing God that you're serious. You know, the Lord tells you to start winning souls. You just start where you're at. Okay, Lord, I'm going to win one person a week. I'm going to talk to one person a day. Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing and cultivating what you've told me to do. If the Lord tells you he wants to bring you deeper in your relationship and your walk with him, what does that require? Okay, I'm going to start scheduling out time to read the word. I'm going to start studying the scripture. I'm going to start memorizing the scripture. I'm going to start doing what I can do where I'm at to show him that I'm serious. Because it's like so many times people want to, you know, just coddle, coddle you. You know, it's okay. You know what? It's okay. God, yes, God, God told you to go into ministry, but you know what? Have you, have you seen what happened in 2020? You know, it's just, that's okay. You know, oh, this next year, you know what? Next year is going to be a good year to start a real estate business because you do see the market, you know, like people just want to kind of coddle you. Whereas the, the Lord is saying here, now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's not pleasant. No one likes to hear that. But let me tell you something. That's what the reality is. Because there's going to come a day where each of us, and, and just take this as it's not, the Lord's just dealing with all of us here, okay? So I'm not just coming at you, but let's, let's just better ourselves here and take this to say, you know what? It's time to stop with the excuses. It's time to stop with the coddling. It's time to stop with, just getting by, just living my life. I'll do it next year. I'll do it in 10 years. Maybe the Lord didn't mean to tell me that. And to really go after <laughs> what it is that God wants us to do. Amen. Turn with me to Luke 12. And we're going to start in verse 39. And this is going to get good. I promise. I promise. Just hang with me. Hang with me. This really blessed me this morning. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share it with y'all because we're going to go somewhere with this. Luke 12, start in verse 39. It says, understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken in. Let's just stop right there. Unless you're in Texas. Because I know some Texans who are waiting for that moment. You know why? <laughs> because my husband took one trip to Texas and came home and he is waiting for that moment. Any noise we hear in the middle of the night, he said, this is it, baby, we got it, come on in. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, okay. Because Texas is built different. Y'all are ready for burglars, man, I'm just saying. That's like, it, I mean, it, it blessed me the, the other no Wednesday night. We, we uh, my husband and I went to a taco stand on uh, Highway 6 and encountered some crazy, some crazy stuff. And, and we were sharing about what happened. And uh, Pastor Paul said, well, we'll all go as a group. And then we just have to worry about the crossfire. <laughs> I said, I like Texas. This is great. So understand this, if a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time for the Son of Man 
will come when least expected. If you go to verse uh, 42, and the Lord replied, a faithful, sensible servant is one whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns to find the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I tell you the truth, the master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. Say reward. So when you're faithful with little, when you're faithful with what God's given you, he will reward you. The same way, you know, he, gave, he took the one talent from the wicked servant and gave it to the one with ten talents. You know what I mean? Like, he looks for doers. He looks for people who are, you know what, I'm going to go after it. You know what, I'm going to multiply this. You know what, I'm going to grow this house. I'm going to grow this ministry. I'm going to grow this business. Why? Because it's, I'm going to give my excellence. I'm going to do the best that I can so God can see me and say, that's it. They got it. I'm going to reward them now. I'm going to give, I'm going to open up the gates of heaven over them. I'm going to take from these who aren't even going out and I'm going to give it to them. These blessings that were stored up over here and they're not even doing their job. I'm going to take it to them because why? They're doing what I've called them to do. They're doing what I've told them to do. They're being obedient. And I tell you, there is a reward for faithful with the little. Can you say amen? Amen. It says, 44, I tell you the truth. The master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. But what if the servant thinks my master won't be back for a while and he begins beating the other servants, partying and getting drunk? The master will return unannounced, say unannounced, and unexpected, and he will cut the servant in pieces and banish him with the unfaithful. And I'm just not even going to get into that. And, the, and a servant who knows what the master wants but isn't prepared and doesn't carry out those instructions will be severely punished. But someone who does not know and then does something wrong will be punished only lightly. If you have your Bible, underline this, this next part. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. So in the, in the scripture we were just reading before, it says, um, when, you know, to whom he can trust with much, more will be given. But in this scripture here, it talks about when more is given, more responsibility is required. So, you know, a lot of times you'll find people praying like, Lord, increase me, increase me, increase me, increase me. And that's scriptural because God wants to increase you, but what are you doing? Are you prepared for the increase? Are you prepared for the ideas that he could give you? Are you prepared for the expansion? Are you prepared for the business? Are you prepared for that dream to come to pass? You know, like some people don't even think past that next step. They just think like, Lord, I'm believing you for $5,000. I'm believing you for $5,000. I'm believing you for $5,000. And then they get it. And they don't even know why they were believing for it. So a lot of times people are like, Lord, I'm believing you for this. I'm believing you for that. And then the Lord, you know, you, do you have a plan? Because there's going to be a responsibility that comes with that. There's going to be a responsibility that comes with opening up that business and it flourishing. Are you prepared for the increase? Because these are all just practical things. That God, you know, it's not all just because God will, God will keep his part. He'll give you the increase. He'll give, he'll give you the blessing. He'll show up. But it's our part to be prepared for it. Just like it says here, you know, it's not time for us to just get relaxed, right? Because it's saying, what if the master was to return? 
You know, are we living our life as like, this is my, this could be my last day. This could be my last day. Let me tell you, after going to Highway 6 Taco, I was living my life like, this could be my last day, Lord. Who am I reaching? What am I doing? I'm telling you, if I lived in Houston, I would be living every day like, this is it, God. This could be the last day, God. What are we doing? Who are we winning, Lord? Because it's like that expectancy, it's that urgency. And so many times, you, you know, nobody here, because listen, y'all, y'all been in church all week, so this isn't like me beating you over the head with the Bible, it, because y'all are here, y'all are hungry, you're, you're going out, you're doing it, right? But you could see, like, you got family members who have just kind of been lulled to sleep. They've been coddled. Oh, well, you know, you don't, you know, God doesn't heal everybody, so don't get your hopes up. Because, like, they don't want to see you have a high expectation for something they never believed for. And so it's something like, oh, you know, God doesn't bless everyone because, you know, Uncle Joe has been believing for a new truck for three, th 30 years. And, and, you know, he hasn't seen it yet. You know, people kind of want to put their, oh, well, you can't win the world. What do you think you're going to do, win the world to, to Christ? You can't do that. You know, but but I could start. <laughs> I could start with my neighborhood and then go to my city and then go to my state and then believe God for America. You know, you start with where you're at. And don't let people who are just feeling convicted by your goals that God's given you talk you out of it. Don't let anybody who's never done anything for the kingdom of God talk you out of it. Because why? God's the one that put that desire in you. It doesn't matter if it didn't work for your parents. It doesn't matter if it didn't work for your family. It doesn't matter if it didn't work for your coworker. God has given you a work to do here on earth. And it's not the time for us to just be lulled to sleep where it's like, you know, I go to church on Sunday and, and I watch uh, online on an, another day of the week. And, and you know, I just kind of go to work and, and I, you know, I'm doing the Bible because the Bible says we got to work. And so I'm doing it. But no, it's, it's time for us to really get radical about it. You know what? This could be the last day. And I know they've been saying that for 2,000 years, that the Lord is coming back soon. But it's you can see the signs now that God is coming back very soon. And when you live with that reality in your heart, where it's not just something that someone can talk you out of, and it's something because, you know, I remember being in a, in a revival meeting when I was young. And I just got hit. Like, I was like... I went home crying. I woke up crying. And it was like, and it was, so, I, didn't, I was actually, I didn't go home, but I was at a camp. And so we went back to like that home. And I remember like my camp leader, like I was just so touched by God. And I was like, man, I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to win the world. Like I was just on a, I just came out of revival. I was like, I had so many ideas and all this stuff. And then this camp leader who didn't experience that, who couldn't experience that, I'm not even sure how she got there. She's like, you know, just a wet blanket, just discouraging, right? Here I am, like this 15-year-old that's like crying, getting touched by God, like God's speaking to me. And she's just like, oh, look, like we're, you know, she's like, hmm, wine is just so delicious. I just love, you know, just taking a bottle. And, and you know what I mean? Like just like, and I, and I was like, so, even at 15, I was like, something is wrong with you. Like, you have a problem. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
It was just something that, you know, and, and, and I see it all the time. People are like, well, you know, the Lord told me to write a book and I just don't know. I just don't know where to start. And I'm like, I'll help you. I'll, you know what I mean? Cause I just like, I love it. And then they're like, yeah, but I just don't know how. And I'm like, I'll help, I'll help you. They're like, yeah, but it's just like, it's so difficult to figure it out. And I'm like, okay, you got to make up your mind here. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's sometimes, it's that excuse. It's like, Lord, I, I want to do this. He's like, I'll help you. You're like, yeah, but God, you know what? I just, I just really want to do it. And he's like, I'll, I'll help you. I'll do, what do you need? You know, ask of me and I'll, I'll give it to you. Seek my kingdom first. And I'll, you know, and then you're just like, yeah, but God, I just, I don't know how. I'm not going to do it. I, I don't know how. It's too, I can't figure it out. And it's like so many times we just kind of get into that, that mindset. Well, you know, I tried it. It didn't work. Or maybe God, you know, that was, that was for then, but I don't know about now. And the Lord brought this to me. And it says in Romans 11, 29, it says, For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For he does not withdraw what he has given, nor does he change his mind about those to whom he gives his grace to uh, or to whom he sends his call. So it's basically saying that, you know, God doesn't take it, his word back, right? What he's, what he's told you that you can have, what he's told you that you can do, what he's told you that you could be, he's not just going to take it back. He's not just going to say, and, and even if it's something that, you know, you might have, you might have failed, you might have, you know, you, you, you couldn't get it, it's okay. He says, get back up. We're going to try it again. He doesn't, he's not just in a rage and says, you can't figure it. You know, like, like so many times people have like this, this perception of God where it's like they mess up what he told them to do and they just, they just quit because quitting is easy. Where God is saying, no, get, try it again. Try it again. Do it this way this time. You know, how can we make a plan? How can we sit down and figure this out? And so it's something that, you know, you really, you really just need to sit down with God. Just like you would go and have a business meeting with someone. You know, find a space in your house. Just sit down with God and say, God, what is it that you have for me to do? You know, if you haven't figured that out, if you have that figured out, then say, God, what's the next step? What do you, where do you want me to take this? What direction should I go? Where should I, how should I uh, approach people? What should I do? And it, because why? It takes action on our part. You know, God's given us the authority, yes, but he's done everything he's going to do. And he'll put the favor on you. He'll give you the words to say, but it takes us to do something. You know, my husband shared about uh, when we had, well, last year I had felt in my heart that we wanted, I wanted to be our ministry to be on TV because it was something for me to be doing everything that I can with what God's given me. And so I was like, you know what? We're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're doing it, we're doing the broadcasts, and, and it's something like I just want to reach more people. And I was praying, I was like, God, how can we expand our reach? Like, what can we do? And I felt the Lord say, go on TV. And so I didn't just sit down for six months and just pray about it and say, Lord, help me. You know, I started, I started calling stations. I started calling, uh, Googling. I started asking around people I knew and we had actually called one station and someone had recommended to us and they said, uh, 
yes, you could be on our station. We would love to have you on. It will be this much, and, and this is how many homes. And, and it wasn't really super popular in America, but it was popular in other countries. And they're like, we just need to know uh, probably in like the next 30 minutes. And it's, uh, here's the contract, and just let us know. And my husband and I, we don't operate under pressure. So if anything's like pressuring, we say, we step back. We're like, nope, we got to pray about this. We got to think about this. We got to let the Lord tell us because he, he hadn't spoken to our spirit about what to do. And that was, that was the January 2nd of this year. And like 20 minutes later, I get a call and says, uh, yeah, listen, we sold that slot. So we'll just let you know if anything else opens up. So we're like, man. That's a bummer. And I remember sitting in the seat thinking, like, like I just wanted to, you know, because you get so excited. You're like, man, this is it. This is the breakthrough. This is it. And then it was, like, gone. And, you, and I wanted, my flesh wanted so badly to just have that, like, pity party. That woe is me. Man, I, miss, I must have missed it. Like, what is that? I guess we're not, you know, like, like those are just lies of the enemy. But I refused. I sat there and I just said, well, praise God. And that's all I said. And sometimes saying less is better. Because if I would have went on and started complaining, it would have shut the door for God to do something else. And so that night, we got another call and said, hey, this slot just opened up. Do you want it? And, we were, and they're like, we just need to know, like, right now. And we're like, man, I don't, I don't feel the release to, to work under this pressure. This seems kind of seems kind of stressful working on the station, to be honest. Like, it's just not, this doesn't seem like the best. And then, uh, I'm not even kidding, they, they we were like, well, let us, you know, sleep on it. And they emailed us or, or called us again and said, we saw that you didn't open your email we sent you, so uh, we just wanted to let you know that the slot was sold. And, and they had already doubled the price. So it was like, man, it's kind of sketchy. Like, I don't know about this. And again, it was like, you know, I, I knew I had the plan. I had the instruction. God said, go on TV. We're going to go on TV. I had the faith. I knew it was going to happen. And I just like, it just took me back because I thought in my head it would go one way and it wasn't going that way. And then a couple days later, I'm just like emailing other stations because I'm like, all right, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to, I'm going to keep working this. I don't care about this one. This one, I'm going to keep working it. No one emailed me back, and then I just called another station and just started talking to the guy, and he said, well, we would love to have you on, and we've been actually praying for fiery evangelists to be on our station, so you're an answer to our prayer. When can you be on? How soon can you get us a video? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was just like so like, you know, because you you. I, I was like, I can't even get people to email me back. Like, this is, this is amazing. Like, wow, this is great. I can't wait to tell my husband. And he came home, and he jokingly was like, he's like, that station going to put us on? I said, yep. <laughs> and he's like, wait, what? And, and it, was, it was like such an answer to prayer. And, and the Lord showed me, like, you know, it was, even, it was even better than what we had imagined. It was even, like, higher than our expectation. And it wasn't if, like, the, yeah, uh, and it wasn't until the Lord had shown me, amen, that, you know, because in my natural, like, in my natural mind, 
I would have like I would have been fine with Facebook and YouTube and and just kind of doing things like God wanted us to do. But in my spirit, I felt like you got to get your faith up because like you're always going to be believing for something bigger. You know, the moment that you stop believing for something big is the moment that your faith just dies out. So it's like, you know, you keep pressing through the breakthrough. You know, you win one person to the Lord. That's awesome. Keep going. Don't just be uh, complacent and settle and like, that's great. That's good enough. You know, you've been in these revival meetings. It doesn't stop here. You keep going. You know, you've been in the anointing. You've been promoted at work. That's amazing. Keep believing for bigger. You know, keep believing. You see a family member come to the Lord. That's awesome. Keep believing for bigger because God is the God of multiplying. He's the God of increase and he will increase you. If you're willing to work with him, he will increase you more than you could ever imagine. And so, you know, and, and like I said, you have to keep a right heart because it's so easy sometimes for us to think like, well, it didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen. So I'm bummed out and I'm going to call seven people and tell them how it didn't work out. But it's like, that's just your flesh. That's just the enemy discouraging you. That's just your natural reasoning, thinking like, well, it should have happened already. Well, it should have came in already. Well, I should have been promoted already. But are you being faithful with what you have? Are you being faithful with uh, another man's vision? Are you being faithful with what God's given you to do? Are you being faithful with the anointing he's put on your life? Because if you are, then, then get ready because it's only a matter of time before you see that breakthrough, before you see that increase. Like, I don't sit around wondering, like, if the breakthrough's coming because I already know it's promised to me. I already know that I'm growing in the things of God and that breakthrough is on its way to my house. So it's not a matter of if it's coming. It's a matter of how soon can it get here? Amen? How soon can it come in? Amen? How soon will it come in? And I praise God for it because, you know, your attitude and your, your thanksgiving will unlock things supernaturally. You just start thanking God. Lord, I thank you that I'm bold. I thank you, Father, that I, I'm the righteousness of God. I thank you, Lord, that I'm as bold as a lion. I thank you, Father, that, that I don't have the fear of man in me. You know, you might have to call those things that are not as though they are, but you're speaking that over yourself in the morning, in the evening, at night. You know what, God, I thank you that that I, I am smart, Father. You've given me great wisdom, Lord, that you're going to tell me what to do in this situation. You're going to tell me how to talk to my boss. You're going to tell me how to speak to my coworker. You're going to tell me how to speak to my dad, to my mom. You're going to tell me what I can do. And, and God, will, he'll just drop things in you, and you'll know because it's in your spirit. It's in your spirit that the, the promotion comes, and you just receive it in advance. That's why you thank God in advance. Lord, I thank you, Father, that I'm not... I'm, I'm not like everyone else. You set me apart. You placed me on solid ground. Lord, you pulled me out of from where I was. I feel the anointing right now. Just lift your hands. Father, thank you that you've, you've brought us to a new level, God. Lord, let the, the, let the seeds planted from this week, Father, come into full manifestation, Father. Lord, I thank you that next week won't be like last week or the week before or the week before, but God, that this upcoming year is going to be supernatural. Father, that we have sought after you and your kingdom, and God, we are thankful for the seeds that were sown. 
We were thankful for the increase that is on its way to our house, on its way to this property, on its way to our vehicle, on its way to our finances, on its way to our heart, to our health, Father, that we are the righteousness of you, God. And Lord, you're the one that called us to it. So you're the one that's going to provide. You're going to be the one that sets us up for success. You're going to be the one that promotes because who you promote, Father, no man can demote. Lord, who you bring up, no man can bring down. What doors you open, no man can close. So, Father, we thank you that we see it in the Spirit starting from tonight. Even as we're sleeping, God, I thank you that angels are working over time to bring in the harvest in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the MJV Ministries podcast. If you would like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and make a kingdom impact, consider becoming one of the thousand monthly partners we are believing for. To learn more, go to mjvministries.com partner.